We are just one week into the 2023 NFL season, but should Zay Flowers be the number one rookie receiver? All that and more this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We would like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use promo code LOCKDOWNNFL, all lowercase, for a first deposit match worth up to $100. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Kate Majuke. You can check her out on, on Twitter at Kate Majuke. Kate, today we're focusing on some of the rookies from one week. Again, I know it's one week. We're not overreacting to one week. But we still have some some fun players to talk about here. Yeah, I, I like, you know, across the board, I think, you know, we're we're getting a little spoiled here, Marcus, in terms of what we're getting in terms of production out of rookies right out of the gate. But we have to talk like there's, there's a few wide receivers that I think stood out fairly well uh, here in week one and, and, you know, looked as promised, but I think one of those wide receivers that stood out the most in terms of like tape, maybe not in terms of the box score. Cause he's not, he's not no Puka Nakua, but we we'll got to talk about Zay Flowers. We'll, we'll get to Puka. We'll get to Puka. But Zay Flowers, let's talk about him. 10 targets, 9 receptions, 78 receiving yards, which doesn't like, the you know, the stat line, it's, it's fine. But it's what you see on tape with Zay Flowers that just absolutely blows you away. Four missed force tackles on receptions. Like, nobody could catch this guy in the open field. And I think that is exactly what you would hope to see coming out of the gate for Zay Flowers looked so confident and and really was kind of the one bright spot in an otherwise pretty disappointing offense to come out of the gate. In week one, I don't like to look too much at the stats or the fantasy points or even the usage too much because the usage is just going to change as year goes on. I just want to see how do these players look like on an NFL field. Sometimes you can tell right away. And I think in the case – yeah, in the case of Zay Flowers, like Kate, like he can play. And it's so clear that like he's the most explosive receiver that I've seen with the Ravens since, I mean, ever. Honestly, like. I was going to say, you got to finish the sentence there, Marcus. Because but... you just, like, there was one play, they threw a screen to him on the left side of the screen and put his foot in the ground, spun around one guy, spun around another guy. And it's just like Baltimore hasn't had that guy. In, at least from what I can remember, I think the more that he gets used to playing in the NFL, he gets accustomed to this offense, his role is going to grow, his targets down the field are going to grow. And I'm really starting to wonder, like I'm looking at my dynasty wide receiver ranks, and did I make a mistake by not having him higher? I I think we might have. Um, it, again, it's, it's not about the stat line because – uh, you know, again, other other rookies exceeded his stat line. You had yes. Jordan Addison put up a solid day. Rashi Rice even put up a solid day. Puka Nakua, fantastic day. But it's what you saw in the field. Like, 
dude looked like a running back after yes. the catch, the way that he was breaking tackles and the way that he was able to, to force defenders into a position that like it, you love to see that defensive manipulation and, and you saw it full force in week one, which like that, that's a skill, especially, you know, when you're, you're coming to the next level uh, that generally will take some time to develop. And uh, you've got to be super, super pumped about what you saw from Zay Flowers. Now, I'm assuming at this point, um, obviously, like, you know, not not, not a, a stunning day from Jackson Smith and Jigba. Um, you know, four, four targets, three receptions, 13 yards, like that whole offense stunk up the place. Just had a bad day. Uh, yeah. Just a, it was a bad day all around for for the Seahawks and, and disappointing, especially I think for where we set the bar for them. Um, I'm assuming he's still wide receiver one for you in this rookie yes. class. Yes, he now, is. Is it Zay Flowers that made his way up to wide receiver two? Because I know you've been super high on Jordan Addison. So talk me through your process in how you're gonna kind of look at these two rookies based on what you saw in week one. Yeah, so I had Jordan Addison at number two, Zay Flowers at three, and then a pretty big tier gap, in my opinion, to, to number four, who is obviously Quentin Johnston. But I don't want to compare Zay Flowers to this player. I just want to say that I saw shades of like Tyreek Hill during his rookie season with Alex Smith when he was really just a, a kick returner. But every time he got the ball on offense, it was just like, how is this guy – that much more athletic than these other really, really athletic players. I know, I know that sounds really weird, but that's that was my thought when I saw Zay Flowers. I still – I don't know what the, the highest ceiling is for his role in this offense because, remember, Mark Andrews didn't play. Yeah. Mark Andrews is going to gobble up a lot of targets. I think Odell Beckham, at least this year, is going to still play a, fa- you know, play a role here. But I, I do think Flowers has certainly closed that gap between him and Addison quite a bit yeah I I think that's very fair now you bring up a a good point in Mark Andrews so was was inactive in week one but I I do think he's making his way back to the field uh probably for week two now if not by week three he's he's not by yeah this isn't exactly so looking at Zay Flowers right now like probably not the time to to buy right there's there's a lot of hype for him, you know, you've got to be excited about 10 targets, all that stuff. But um, I do think when you see Mark Andrews get back into the fold is going to be your opportunity to trade for Zay Flowers. Um, if there are people that are, are, you know, discouraged because I still project Mark Andrews when he is on the field to lead this team in targets. Uh, and I, I think Zay Flowers will be kind of a, you know, a secondary asset to that. He'll lead probably the wide receivers in terms of total targets, but you know, overall on the team, this is still the Mark Andrews show. And I think, you know, why wouldn't you lean into that given the rapport he has with Mark Andrews? But I think there is going to be a buy window for Zay flowers. Once we see Mark Andrews make his return and he starts to gobble up some of those targets, but you're going to trade for him. You're going to be patient uh, because I do think it's just a matter of time before he really yeah. cements himself as a go-to guy for Lamar Jackson in this new style offense. The only thing that I would disagree with is I think now might be the time to trade for Zay Flowers. He's currently being drafted as wide receiver 25. And if you look at the rookie receivers from last year, like 
take Drake London, who really did nothing in the first month of the season. His ADP continued to rise, right? It's it's just one of these weird phenomenons with these rookie receivers where their ADP really doesn't ever go down because you're always hopeful what they could do in the upcoming season. So I won't be surprised, Kate, if you're right. Mark Andrews comes in, gobbles up a ton of targets, hurts Zay Flowers' production, but we still see his ADP rise as we get closer to that year two, year three breakout, which just always happens for these first round receivers. So I, I, I'm not, I'm not opposed to going out and try to get him right now before we get further on in the season. Uh, what is it that you would be willing to trade for Zay Flowers right now at this point after week one? If you're if you're willing to go all in right now, are you trading a 2024 first round pick? Mm, probably not, but I would I would look to flip another receiver. So let's let's look at some of the players who have recently been been drafted ahead of Zay Flowers. Uh, Debo Samuel Samuel, excuse me, wide receiver twenty. You um twenty eight years old at the end of the season. Yeah, I'd probably lean Flowers, but Devonte Adams. In, why he's going to be thirty-one? I'd need more back for Devonte Adams, yeah. but if you're in a win-now position, I I still want Adams. Uh, a really quick one before we move on to another player, uh, Cooper Cup. Oh, Marcus! Um, yikes! Ugh, this like this one's really, really, really hard for me because I. It, is he going to be healthy this year? Like, is it, I, you genuinely don't know. Like he's, he's on IR. So he's at least out for, for four games, but you know, you don't travel to Minnesota for a a consult on a standard hamstring injury. Like it it seems like there's something more to this than we want to admit. Um, Again, I'll probably need a little bit more back than just say flowers, but I would say cup, but it's, it's close. I don't think a week ago we were having this discussion, which is just to show you how much Zay flowers, value has already risen. Let's talk about the receiver that is replacing Cooper cup with the Los Angeles Rams next. This episode is brought to you by Jace medical. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you're not just hoping that you have access to the medication that you need in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure that you have that medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They'll handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by giving, getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using promo code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That is jacemedical, J-A-S-E, medical.com, promo code LOCKEDON. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. On tomorrow's show, we're going to break down all the stuff that happens on Thursday Night Football. Where I'm hoping that we get to talk about DeAndre Swift and Rashad Penny a little bit. Uh, if not, we'll continue to get you ready for week two. We'll talk to you about our promotion commotion, guys that you need to promote from your bench into your starting lineups. Uh, so make sure that you're tuning in for that. Okay, let's talk about Puka Nakua, who... We were, we were talking pre-show. Somebody in my league spent 100% of their waiver wire dollars on Puka Nakua. 
Uh, are, you, are you buying Puka or <laughs> what are your thoughts here? I'm I'm looking to sell Puka, to be honest. I really like Puka, just to be clear. Um, but the hype right now is absolutely through the roof. Like this is a wide receiver that, um, like you just mentioned, uh, somebody picked up on waivers, right? He's a, a fifth round pick who, again, I liked. But there is a moment in every dynasty manager's career uh, as, as a very professional manager of their fake football team that you have to wonder, like, are the returns that I could potentially be getting right now not worth examining? Uh, like, because I have Puka Nakua in several dynasty leagues, was drafting him in the fourth, fifth round of my rookie drafts. And Right now, I'm seeing trades where he's going for a second round pick. A late multiple first second round, round like, picks. There's multiple second round picks uh, on Dynasty League football. I even have a couple that I wanted to ask you about Puka Nakua or Romeo Dubs. Um, I'll take Romeo Dubs. Okay. Uh, Puka Nakua or Daniel Jones in a Superflex? Oh, man. If you asked me this last week, it definitely would have been Daniel Jones, but I'll probably still take Daniel Jones. I, I like him at least this year for fantasy, even if he is coming off a brutal beating yep. from your Dallas Cowboys. Okay. Uh, these are two wild trades just to show you where people are at right now. Puka Nakua for a 2024 first round pick. Oh my God. Um, yeah, I'll keep my, I'll, I'll take the first baby. Here's another one. This is in a safe leagues dynasty league. Puka Nakua for Debo Samuel. Holy crap. I'll take Debo's like again, you you've got to be so excited for what you saw out of Puka and I think if you know it, what? The, yeah. Like I I'm sorry. I I do think we're going a little bit overboard here. I, I like really him though. Like, like he, he, I think he's really going to produce whenever Cooper Cup's not on the field, but I just don't know what is that role going to be when Cup comes back? And what's the long-term outlook even for this offense? Like, is That's Matt Stafford question. is Matt Stafford the quarterback next year? Is Sean McVay even the head coach next year? Or does he move on? I, I like Puka Nakua as a prospect, but we're still talking about somebody who was a day three pick and not a not a good enough prospect that I'm willing to trade away at Debo Samuel for him. And like again, this is going back. So I I really liked Puka Nakua as a value when you know I can throw him into my lineup. You know, absent Cooper Cup, it like he was he was genuinely I think a value for where you probably drafted him in rookie drafts or for you know the ability to get him off waivers. Great, but I'm looking to turn that into a much bigger profit just based yes. on the current trade market and I'm selling high. Let's talk. And about again, not a, not a knock on Puka. No, not, not a knock, knock on, Puka on Puka at Puka. all. But this is, you know, kind of one of those situations where you have to say like, could giving up, uh, you know, the, the shiny new toy be of great benefit to the depth of my overall dynasty roster. I think so. Uh, let's talk about some tight ends really quickly. I, I want to at least mention Dalton Kincaid. Uh, <laughs> did not have a big fantasy performance in, in week one. 
but I'm just even more convinced that he's the the tight end that you want to own from this rookie draft after how much he was on the field. He was on the field for 80% of Buffalo's offensive plays playing in the, the slot. Now I didn't love how they basically threw him the ball behind the line of scrimmage all game long, three total air yards against the jets, but I was really encouraged by how this team plans on using him. It, to me, it looks like he's going to be the clear cut number two passing option sooner rather than later. Yeah. I, I, I think in general, uh, this was, you know, kind of uh, a weird game for the Bills. Obviously, across the board, you saw a lot of turnovers from Josh Allen. Um, seemed like they really wanted to limit some of those those riskier throws that Josh Allen had just based on the the dynamics that you saw, you know, with Deontay Hardy, super, super involved, Dalton Kincaid not being targeted down the field, but you love the usage, you know, 59% of slap snaps coming out of the slot, um, just 7.7% of snaps coming out in line. Um, so, you know, like being used as a traditional tight end, like he was a glorified slot receiver he's, he's a slot. Uh, in, in every single sense of the word, ran a route on 70 or sorry, uh, 97% of his snaps played, uh, you know, it, I think the usage, we're definitely going to see uh, an increase in, you know, his uh, a dot down the field. And, and you got to like that. Um, but there's like, there's a, a few interesting tight ends. Yeah, let's run here, through them. Marcus. Yeah, let's talk about them. Um, you also have Sam Laporta, Luke Musgrave, both uh, second round picks, which you, you know, you love that all day. Uh, or first, yeah, both second round picks. Um, you know, I, I think both of them, they're, they're, Route running percentage, uh, you love that. Each of them ran at least 24 routes in week one. Um, minimal roles as pass blockers. Um, Samuel Porta in particular, you saw a lot of work out wide, 13 snaps playing out wide, um, literally like a glorified wide receiver. Um, and then Luke Musgrave, who probably had like the, you know, the most exciting day it could have had a touchdown if he didn't like kind of stumble over his own feet there um showed a nice connection with jordan love which has been talked about just generally speaking throughout uh this entire off season so you love to hear and see all of that also mentioned luke schoonmaker was pretty clearly the number two tight end for dallas playing behind jake ferguson who actually did not have a good game because of a couple drops but schoonmaker on the field a lot blocking graded out well as a blocker um, his time is coming to have a bigger role in this Cowboys offense. Not anybody that's, you know, you should be probably even rostering in your dynasty leagues right now, but just somebody to monitor. I like this tight end class. I, I think we've been saying this the whole time, like go try to get two or three of these guys and stash them on your bench because we think ultimately a couple of these guys could be top 10 tight ends sooner rather than later. Yeah. I, I think this is going to be a, a, a opportunity to get a lot of value out of the yep. tight end position and based on the way that we're seeing these tight ends deployed right out of the gate um the lack of blocking the presence of, of you know route running etc like y- you love to see all of that coming yep. out of the gate all right let's talk about a couple of running backs that you should consider either stashing from free agency or going out to trade for right now next This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned 
daily fantasy sports site in North America. It is easily the most exciting and easiest way to play daily fantasy sports because it's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other pros and sharks and nerds, all you have to do is pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. My favorite part of the whole thing is there's so many different players that you get to choose from, so many different stat categories. It's really the most enjoyable, fun, easiest to use DFS platform out there. You can win up to 25 times your money this football season. Absolutely phenomenal. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use promo code NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that is prizepicks.com slash on and use promo code on for a first deposit match up to $100. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. Kate, let's talk about some running backs that we want to just monitor after week one. I'll start with Deuce Vaughn. The fact that he was active for the Cowboys was encouraging. Also got six carries and a blowout win. I get, I know it's a blowout win, but I was just encouraged to see him on the field. Yes, for sure. There's that you know a lot of really interesting, actually. I think you know notes and and usage points here for the rookie running backs in general. Um, you know, I, I have a few guys that I want to talk about. Who was your uh, ultimate trade target? Um, coming out of this week is Roshan Roshan yeah he just looked really good and it's I just wonder like what there's going to be be a point this year as much as we love Khalil Herbert where I think the Bears realize like Roshan might be our best back and he might be the best fit with with Justin Fields let's get him on the field let's see how things go yeah, I mean, the one of the most in, encouraging things that you saw out of him was that usage as a receiver as well. Um, seven targets, six receptions, 35 yards. If this team doesn't get it together and they are playing from behind a lot, like it, it seems like Roshan Johnson has very much carved himself out that role um, there in the offense. It, like, you know, Deontay Foreman did not look good. I think he's kind of the odd man out in this equation, yeah, but yeah. especially in full PPR formats, you're going to take Roshan Johnson and in, in that usage all day long. Yeah. What about for you? Any running backs? That you, I mean, to me, Gibbs is the one where if you can find a dynasty owner, that's panicking a little bit because of the usage he forced, like five missed tackles in however many carries or touches he had. So I, I'm still buying him, but Outside of Bijan and Gibbs, anybody else for you? Kind of interested in Sean Tucker, uh, undrafted free agent running back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, you know, it, we've seen time in and time out here so far. Every opportunity that Rashad White gets, he struggles. And that's not to say that we actually saw like a whole lot more out of Sean Tucker. Five rush no. times, just 15 rushing yards on the day. Um, had a couple of targets in there, which you like. Uh, did fairly well as a pass blocker. Uh, I do think that if we continue to see Rashad White struggle, which very much carries over from what we saw in 2022 as well, that they might get Sean Tucker uh, more involved and and be willing to get him some more touches to see if there's anything better that they can get out of him that they can't get out of Rashad White. Last thing before we go, of all the players and all the rookies that we've talked about so far, who is the one that you're going to try to actively – uh, try to acquire over the next couple of days. 
probably Zach Charbonnet, which mm. like not not necessarily based off of week one. Honestly, it's kind of the opposite. Three carries, eleven rushing yards, three point seven yards per time. Just didn't wasn't involved uh, really no. whatsoever in this offense. But I don't think that that's going to be something that that sticks necessarily. Um, which is why, like, while he's a complete non-factor, while you have Kenneth Walker coming in and kind of dominating these touches, I think this is a really nice buy-low opportunity because Zach Charbonnet literally felt like the forgotten man in this entire offense. I expect them to bounce back with more scoring opportunities. Like, that was kind of a disaster of a game. I'm guessing they want to, you know, put their their, uh, faith in the, you know, veteran running back as opposed to the rookie uh you know i i think that was kind of the the scenario that we were working with but i i do think this is an offense that is going to bounce back with the weapons they have and i think zach charbonnet should be a big part of that um you know they they drafted him for a reason he's a capable receiver uh and i think this is probably the worst performance you're going to get out of him all season long which um, I'm not saying start him, but I'm saying this might be an ultimate buy low opportunity. All right. That is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making lockdown dynasty your first listen every day, get every day. We'll be back tomorrow to break down the Thursday night football game between the Vikings and the Eagles. Let's cross our fingers that we have a game tonight, please. Minnesota make this a competitive game, please. Uh, so we have something, uh, intriguing to talk about, but we'll be back tomorrow anyways, to get you ready for week two. Again, promotion, commotion, Go check out our show on YouTube. We are free and available on all platform uh, platforms. Go check out Kate on Twitter at Kate Majuk. Go check out her work uh, on Pro Football Focus. She does a ton of great content over there. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we'll see you right back here tomorrow.